You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Magnets Make Machines Go Crazy by Nimble Wordplay on AO3 The first time they sleep together, she leaves the lights on. Ghosts don't show themselves in the light. He is bruised and battered and she tries to be gentle at first. She kisses him slowly up against the frame of her door running the tips of her fingers against the purple and blue and black that swirls there. She thinks about him and his big hands around the thin neck of Oscar Papa two days ago. She wonders if Papa is bruised too. She thinks about him and the stupid fucking ring on his finger that he won't take off. And she thinks about how they hadn't done this last time they were here when it was her with angry swirls of someone else's rage on her face. She wasn't as needy as he was. Please, he gasps it out against her lips when she brushes her thumb against a scratch on his cheek, and she pulls back and gazes at him, transfixed by the want there, the want and the desire and the silent ask pulled in the deepest part of his eyes, is overwhelming. It's too much. He is hurt. There is blood on his face from the last of their case, a swollen lump under his eye, and she knows if she reaches around to his back, she will feel the singed cotton of his henley from where the bullet had just missed. She told him to go home after. She'd sent her team home and his, and she'd looked at him waiting for her, and she told him, You need to, Elliot, you need to go home. Olivia had eyed the thin, gold metal around his finger and the exhausted look in his eyes, and she thought about the bizarre way he had confessed to her two days ago, sitting at his desk. I saw her, here. He'd clarified then, his voice almost manic, words tumbling out too fast, like a little boy in a confessional, telling the priest about stealing cigarettes from his mother. Cappy. I saw Cappy here. It was... She'd breathed in too harshly, she knows, startled by the way he'd said it like he believed it. He'd said it like he believed she was here, in his fucking squad room. He'd said almost excitedly, like it should mean something to her. His dead wife, haunting the halls of his work. She was... I know it wasn't her, but she had on a hospital gown, and... Fuck, Olivia. It had all made sense then. The ring reappearing, and the way he'd seemed at peace when he met her on the steps of the library. The way he'd seemed at peace, somehow with her ghosting him for five long months, 
how slowly and purposefully and methodically she'd pulled herself back away, and he didn't seem to mind at all. She fucking meditated now, and Elliot Stabler hallucinated his dead wife and remarried her. Everyone finds peace somehow. They were always good at knowing what the other needed, she thought. Except, he texted her at 11.53 at night. Are you home? She told him yes, and she'd opened her door, and she'd waited, and it hadn't even been a question when their first kiss was him half out of his mind with exhaustion and pain. Maybe it's all the meditation. Maybe it's finding inner peace. Or maybe it's that practicing mindfulness actually works. Or maybe it's just the fact that there's a part of her that always wondered what it would be like to fuck him with his wedding ring on. She kisses him harder now, turns him so that it's her with her back to the door, and he can lift her. He can push her up, rough, and his tongue can slide against the roof of her mouth. And she doesn't cup his face gently now. She pushes grasps him tight as she nips at his bottom lip and pushes her thumb into the worst of the bruises. Please, live. He begs her again as she pulls back harder, teeth tugging now, and she always knew. His kisses are hungry, his mouth open and panting against hers, and this is it. She can feel his cock against her belly, hard and thick through the denim of his pants and the soft fabric of her leggings, and he's so needy, begging. She always knew. She pulls back, finally, unwraps the leg she has around his waist and pushes him away, palm on his chest. Not here, Elliot. She warns him, stern and harsh, and she lets the almost anger flood her voice a little. They're going to do this now, she knows. They're going to fuck on his negotiated terms. His wedding ring on, her kid down the hall, but she's going to direct this. He follows her, trips over a pair of Noah's red and blue sneakers, and curses quietly under his breath. Shit, shit, sorry. Olivia doesn't answer or turn around. She is in her room first turns as the door shuts and Elliot is standing in her room. His breathing is still too fast, still rapid and dizzy, and she takes one step forward and puts her hand on his chest again. His heart is beating wildly, out of rhythm almost, like the cage of his ribs is not enough to contain the thump against her hand. Calm down. Olivia lights a kiss on his brow then, and gives him this moment of tenderness while she waits for his heart rate to slow. When it does, she tells him quietly, Undress first, Elliot. He does, unbuttons them and slides his jeans to the floor as he gazes back at her. He tugs his shirt over his head and tosses it to the floor, and then he is almost bare in front of her. All the way, Elliot. She has seen him like this before, in the locker room, almost naked, but when he pulls his boxers down, toes them off, and kicks them aside, she sees him for the first time in full, and she almost understands why someone would come back from the dead. He is something to see. 
Elliot is broad and thick and narrow at the waist, and his body is so solid. His cock is thick, veiny, and long, and she's never cared too much about dicks, but it is something. A sight to see, Elliot standing naked and needy in front of her. Okay. He nods and stands still. She undresses herself then, keeps her eyes on him as she pulls her sweater up and over her head and peels off leggings and underwear. She leaves her camisole on. The scars are mostly there, grouped in cruel clusters, and tonight is not the night. Maybe next time. Liv, I... He looks at her, his eyes soft all of a sudden, and she nods. Elliot moves then, gathers her close and holds her and kisses her again. It's tender for a moment, his mouth light on hers, and there is the soft embrace of his arm, curled around her waist, that almost feels like something. His left hand lands on her shoulder, knuckles grazing softly against her skin before his fingers thread through her hair. The cold metal of his ring brushes her skin, and she remembers again. Olivia pulls back, shakes her head, and lowers her hands to his waist. She pushes him and turns him until the back of his knees hit the mattress. Sit, Elliot. He does, drops immediately, and she lights a kiss on the top of his head, his chin against her belly, as she pushes him further down. Her legs are on either side of him as she uses the weight of her own body to lower him to the mattress, and he braces himself on his forearms to watch her. He's so needy, so hungry. Fuck it. She can show him what he missed when he was happy and wore that ring. She straddles both sides of him, then leans back for a moment, peeling the camisole off her body and discarding it to the side. Olivia leans back as his eyes sweep her body and she watches, almost satisfied when his brows knit together and his eyes darken. What? He reaches out to touch her as he says it, and she catches his hand. Not tonight. She says it clearly, plainly, and then she lowers his hand to her breast. He's too gentle at first, too timid with his touch, and she has to put her hand over his to show him. More, she tells him, and rocks her hips into his. His cock is pinned between them, hard length against the softest curves of her belly, and she can feel him leak, feel the way he tries to hold still and not grind himself against her. It's all too light still. More, Elliot. She digs her fingers into the back of his neck. She'll leave marks, she thinks, perfect half-moons in the thick skin there. Maybe he can explain them to his dead wife over coffee tomorrow. When it's not enough, she pushes him all the way down. There'd been a notion once, a soft little fantasy about their first time. He'd go down on her, maybe, make her come in long, gentle waves before he rolled on top of her. He'd slide home, then and her eyes would flutter shut and they'd come together. There'd been another thought once, though, a long time ago, and it had been more like this. Olivia delivers him to her, tightens her thighs around his and grasps his cock in her hand, 
and she doesn't tease or prolong it. She's not ready, not yet, but she needs to be done with this part of them. They need to bury this. She guides him in, breathes in harshly at the sting, and watches. Fuck, Olivia. It doesn't last long. His thick arms wrap around her waist, and she can feel it again. The metal of his ring is warm now, heated by his skin and their sweat, and it slips against the skin of her hips as she rolls against him. Elliot holds on as she rides him, fingers digging in, and when she's close enough that she knows she can, she pulls his hand off her waist and guides him to her clit. She presses his fingers in with her own, and her voice sounds raspy. Even to her, she commands him. Like this. It's rough, messy, and not how she normally likes it, but it's right. She comes with a cry, mules into his ear and bites down on his shoulder, and she can feel him close behind. When he's almost there, when his thrusts up into her are too short, and too hard to mean anything else, she tells him. She says it in the same even tone he had right before she turned him away. Look at me, Elliot. He does, arm tightening and eyes widening, and her name is a growl. A husky Olivia from deep in his throat. He starts to pull back, and she tightens around him, confused for a moment, until she realizes... She shakes her head, her cheek brushing against the sweat on his, and tells him, Inside me, El. He moans, moans against her skin like she'd granted him the keys to the palace. She wonders why, wonders if he'd always thought about this and about pulling out of her at the end, if even in his dreams he denied himself coming inside of her. She wonders why until she stops wondering comes a second time unexpectedly and fast, white light behind her eyes, and something even deeper uncoiling, finally, as he spills inside of her with a grunt. She lets him stay after. When she wakes up, he's still there. Morning. He whispers it, his left hand gently sliding across her belly and threading through hers. It's a message. He goes down on her as the sun rises and fills her room with light. She comes twice, once against his mouth and one more time with him above her, surrounding her and filling her. She never does ask him where the ring went. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.